Hello. 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 Okay, go. Yeah. Hello. 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 Um, I am Sarah, and I am here in Queens, New York. And I'm in my apartment right now. I'm on summer vacation. Holla. And even though it's, you know, week six of summer vacation, I think. I've lost count. I think week six. I don't know. I'm feeling, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff going on with my body. Um, And so that is, and then also just like all this shit. So I'm in kind of a weird headspace, but also not as sad as I thought I might be. So that's a, that's a good thing. That is a kick-ass thing. Definitely. Like I'm... sometimes you. Oh wait, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'll like, come back. And now that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Caroline. And I'm not going to use any of this video. I thought I took my bra off, baby. Like while we were talking before, so I definitely Hell not yeah. use any bid. Wait, I went outside to the grocery store, to Walgreens, to the wine store without a bra on today. You got big ass titties. And I do, I guess I have big ass titties. And I just was like, when I was in the shower, I get a heat rash sometimes and I'm wearing wearing sports bras for too long. And Mm -hmm. I had like gone on a long walk today and I'd exercise and I was sweaty because it wasn't that hot, but it was really humid. And I was getting heat rash and I just was like, I don't want to put on a bra. So I just did it. You freaked in it. Yeah. I love and, you know, like that. Uh, that TikTok I sent you, you know, these are my titties. So who can comment on it? Oh, I really did like that TikTok. But you know what I was thinking yeah. about it? Okay. Okay. So if we do use Wait. this for, in the pod. Yeah. This, for anyone listening, just my sister probably. And you're hopefully mm. Hannah, your sister. Um, mm. I still haven't introduced myself. Doesn't matter. Um. Sarah sent me a TikTok that was of a woman without her bra on and being like, why do you care if I'm not wearing bras? Like, shit, there's my titties. Like, fuck off. And you know what? I feel like someone is going to, I do not like going out braless because I do feel like this has never happened in my life. But somehow I feel like, what if a person has a tennis racket and bangs me in the boobies? What if, you never know. I'm very sensitive nipples. What if, what if someone bumps into me and it hurts? It's not about being embarrassed. It's like about hurting and wanting the protection. Yes. Like, I don't like going commando either. I I love it. not go on public (laughs) transport. It can be very freeing. I like never wear underwear when I'm wearing leggings, but it can be really uncomfortable to be on public transportation without a bra because everything's jiggling around or someone like elbows you in the boob. And it's not like about like being a lady. It's about like my own comfort. But anyway, I'm Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm Caroline. I I live in Boston. I'm in my apartment as well. And how do I feel today? I had a lot of trouble focusing today. Today really felt like just a ton of things happened. Nothing bad. I actually would love to, t- I didn't tell you about a good thing that happened at work, but um, I will t- I will tell you in a few seconds when yeah, I fucking now I'm on the introduce my myself. Feet. God, yeah. Caroline, Austin. Today <laughs> I'm feeling like difficult to focus, ADHD-ish, which I already have, whatever. Mm-hmm. I am feeling like there's not enough time to do all the things I want 
that's not the feeling I usually have. Usually I'm like, if I want to do it, I'm going to fucking do it, you know? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. That's how I am. And um, yeah, so we don't have a name for our podcast. Yeah. Fine. We'll make one. Um, eventually it'll come. We're thinking something along the lines of, so, okay, if you're listening <clears throat> to this for the first time, the premise of this podcast <laughs> is that Caroline and I have each chosen a topic the other one doesn't know what the topic is, but we're each going to spend about, you know, like 10, 15 minutes educating the other one on the topic that we have researched for this week. Um, and every episode is going to be a different topic. Um, as of right now, we're choosing our own topic. Maybe we'll change it and it'll be, you know, choosing the topic for someone else. But yeah, so we have each previously to today done a little bit of research on something that we'd like to teach the other one about. So yes, this is what eventually will be happening. That's what I'm <laughs> You explained that so well. Good job. Oh my God, we gotta dive into our lessons, our our teaching. I'm so ready. This can I go first? This is the great. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be really quick. Yes, go first. Our first lesson. Here we go, Caroline. Okay. Um, this is something that really affects me constantly. And I think it's a great segue. If I met your room was 80 degrees. I wanted to look up. Why do you feel cold when you're tired? And the reason that this is such a, like a quote, it's, it's kind of an inside joke with me and my family, my nuclear, like my parents and my sister growing up when we would come home from Shabbat, you know, my parents left the kibitz and I'd be talking with my grandparents and then finally we get home. And I'm in the car and I would always say, I'm cold and I'm tired and that's not a good mix. Like that was my phrase. I said that all the time. And I'm like, why? Why? So kind of related to why we can't really sleep when we are hot. Let me Mm -hmm. dive into it. Some background about like sleep and, and temperature is basically your environment all what your sleep environment is so pertinent to how you sleep is to how well you're going to sleep. And mm-hmm. obviously the main thing that we can all relate to and understand is light. Uh, when you see light coming, you start waking up in the mornings, coming through your shades. But what I think is the cool thing is how it's all connected to evolution. Also note to listeners, if you don't believe in evolution and if you're not vaccinated, like, don't listen. Don't listen to this. Turn this shit off. Go get a textbook. Go get vaccinated. We Go get fucking educated. Today. It's it's yeah. 2021. You shouldn't even be you listening don't. to two Jewish women talking anyway if you don't believe in vaccination and evolution. Okay. Why, did, <laughs> why are you even here? Be, yeah, maybe we should call our podcast two Jewesses talking. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's already... <laughs> Two Jewish bitches talking. <laughs> rolls off the tongue. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool is all the evolutionary DJ. things. <laughs> um, is the evolution parts of it. So yeah. mankind evolved to fall asleep when night fell. So that kind of really obviously explains, you know, when it gets darker, you know, cut to young Caroline in gym class in high school they had yoga they had my lights off and falling asleep I'm like oh this sucks I'm in high school and I'm falling asleep in school yeah. um in the morning our bodies kind of turn the thermostat on and the internal temp starts going up and they're saying hey bitch get up it's time to be awake um be alert 
and our body starts getting hot. And then by the afternoon, it's kind of when our bodies start naturally cooling down. And this is like, what, like one degree. It's not a big, it's not a big difference, but so we already are keeping in mind that bodies are sensitive to our environment when it comes to sleep. And that also our temperatures are changing throughout the day. So when it's nighttime and you're Caroline Salas and you're in the car with your parents and you're, you're fetching, you're like, oh, I'm cold and I'm tired. It's not a good mix. It's really like evolutionary. Your circadian rhythm is being trained to be cold when you're sleepy or sleepy when you're cold, probably more sleepy when you're cold. Science behind our body temp in REM sleeps, our bodies stop heating ourselves um, because we absorb the temperature around us. So we're bet we sleep better when we're cold. That's another interesting fact. Um, ideally, you should have your temperature in your apartment or or home <laughs> like between sixty and sixty seven degrees. Um, and that's when we yeah. think of like, oh my gosh. So I personally, I get. I mean, no one likes not sleeping, right? And everyone's going to be like, yeah. oh, I can't handle it. But like, I get extremely anxious at like the thought of not getting enough sleep and the thought yeah. of like, I don't know where I'm sleeping or, and that only really happens. I don't know where I'm sleeping. Like you're visiting a friend and they didn't make your bed up for you when you arrived. You know, like it's not their yeah. job to do that. But like when you came over, I had your bed ready. Cause if I were you, I'd be like, I need to know where I'm sleeping. I need it to be set up. I want to put my pajamas out. Anyway, yeah. can't sleep when you're hot. And that's such a big part of that because evolutionarily, it's not that you hate the heat, it's that your body is trained to A, sleep better in, in the cold, but also to drop temperature when you're sleeping. Wow. So basically, why do you feel cold when you're tired? You're waiting too long to go to sleep. So our mom and dad, you kept me at Shabbat way too fucking long on Friday nights. Um, and as it gets later and later, your body temperature keeps dropping. So if you are out partying and you're like, oh, I'm sleepy and cold and that's not a good mix. It's really because your body is telling you, go the fuck to bed. Stop. Like, stop being awake. Go to bed. Um, be a good girl. Um, so to sum it up, that, that butchered, butchered, butchered explanation. And next time I'm going to practice more. It's. You feel cold when you're tired because it's based on evolution. Your body is supposed to be powering down for the night. It's just your natural circadian rhythm being like, okay, time to chill, time to wind down, get some rest, you stupid idiot. Um, that's, that's so interesting. That. Yeah, I love that because when I'm hot, I can't, I can never sleep. Like when I, in the beginning of July, when I went camping in Michigan and it was like 90 degrees, but there also was a chance of thunderstorms. So I had to keep my rain flaps down and it was so fucking hot in my tent. And I got like five and a half hours of sleep because I was just tossing and turning. And I like put a wet washcloth on my forehead because I was just so hot. Like it's miserable. But, miserable. Like, but also like one of the first signs of you dying of hypothermia is that you get really sleepy and you just want to sit down and like sleep in the snow. So that's wow. so interesting, but also it makes sense because when you're, you're cold, your body is telling needs you to, needs to shut down so it can like conserve energy for vital processes. 
Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so cool. I love yeah. science. Even if no one <laughs> listens to this or like I get too high and don't edit it and it doesn't go anywhere. Like I'm having a yeah. great conversation. I know. Um, All right. So I what, love, I'm gonna... what, what do you have to learn? What do you have to teach me? I'm so excited. Yeah. So um, as you know, I am obsessed with the Olympics. And so, um, and I, I mean, of course, I love the gymnastics. I love the swimming. I love the track and field. I love all of that. Um, but I also really love the super random sports. So mm-hmm. what I thought I'd do is just to give a brief overview of like the history of the, the modern Olympics. And then I'm going to talk about two different sports. So those sports are dressage and canoe slalom, which are two of the like weirdest sports that I think about. Sarah, I'm like, sorry. I, I just have to interrupt you for one minute. Yeah. I thought you said canoe swallow <laughs> and I'm like I should start watching the Olympics because that sounds yes. crazy trying um, to swallow a canoe Jesus Christ about canoe swallows is that they do it in the kayak but it's still named canoe swallow anyway that's I gotta write a letter to. about that yes please yeah, continue right so um just a couple of background thoughts and you know we call this front-loading information um in the mm-hmm. future world Background information oh, Sarah's a, Sarah's a brilliant teacher who went to Columbia um, teaching. Yeah. Co- is it called teaching teacher's college? college. Teachers college. Columbia Teachers College. She yeah. teaches um, English and she's very experienced, very brilliant. Her kids love her. She's changing her kids' lives. They send her notes like, I, I, don't, I'm, I can't, there's amazing. She, you're, you're doing God's work. If you believe in God, I don't know. We're us too much to get into yeah. this podcast. <laughs> For another You're front time. loading. For another time. You're yes. front loading. I'm front loading. Um, so if you don't know anything about the Olympics, the first thing to know about them is that they were games that were originally done in ancient Greece as a way to honor the gods. Um, Olympics comes from Mount Olympus. Oh, Mount Olympus, obviously, is where the Greek gods lived. Um, and that was, it is both a real place and also a mythical place, mythical land of the gods. Um, but it is also a real mountain in Greece. Yeah, so these games originally consisted of uh, foot races, wrestling, um, and then later on they included some things with horses. But they mostly were a way of honoring the gods through feats of uh, physical athleticism and all that. Only men would compete in them, obviously. And it was very homoerotic. Um, and all of that. But the first modern Olympics were held obviously in Athens in 1896. Um, and since then they've been held consecutively every two years, except for during the world war. So that there was no Olympics in 1916, 1940, 1942, or 1944. Um, the last Olympics held before that were in 1936. And they were in, um, so that was the first, Ber- or they were in Berlin and that they're, you know, was a, basically a front for Nazi propaganda, but that oh is my all. God a lesson for a different day um geez yeah also so currently there are 205 countries that compete in the olympics which um is almost as many countries as there are on the planet some countries only have one athlete competing in them the u.s has the largest contingent this summer olympics it was 613 athletes um which is why we win so many medals just by sheer number of athletes and also a large probability baby yeah and a large number of the athletes are in colleges or training in the United States. Um, so, but 
for whatever reason, they have uh, citizenship or heritage of another country. Um, so a lot of these, these athletes move to specific countries in order to compete in the Olympics for that country. Um, Smart. So whatever. Yeah. So um, I'm going to skip some of this because I'm already going on for too long. But no, you're not. I'm enjoying every second of this. Please okay. go on. Well, so still so in my last fact in my intro, um, it's actually hosting the Olympics was very contentious um, because while it does generate a lot of revenue in terms of tourism, it also costs millions to billions of dollars to build all the stadiums and get the city, um, you know, equipped. And there's a lot of the times the, the city doesn't make that back and then you just have these giant stadiums that are just sitting there and like what are you supposed to do with them so um a lot of countries end up re-hosting the olympics like beijing hosted the summer olympics um in 2008 and they're also hosting this year's coming Olymp uh, winter olympics that will be this february oh oh my yeah. god i had no idea and then there's yeah. also a lot of controversy around bribery for actually what cities are chosen to host the olympics so it's all kind of rigged so there's good and bad in this as there is anything in this dimension and this section of the multiverse. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the, this Winter Olympics in Beijing, the next Summer Olympics will be in Paris, which will be interesting to see. Um, yeah, so that's just a little bit of information and background on the actual games themselves. Um, very, very brief overview of that. So now I'm going to get into these two sports. So the first one is um, before you get into it, I'm going to go get yeah. a um, pad of paper. So I stop interrupting you. Okay. Yeah. Write down your questions. So dressage, um, if you are not familiar with the sport of dressage, it is one of the three equestrian sports that you can compete in. So that means it's on horseback. Um, the other two are eventing, which is basically like jumping over things and all of that. And then, um, Oh, what is the other one? It is not eventing. I don't know. Jumping, and then there's one that's just like going around in the track, I think. Um, this mm -hmm. is what they call horse dancing. So, um, and it is so weird. It's such a weird, beautiful, wonderful sport where um, basically what happens is that the goal of it is to show off how well you can train your horse. So there is a set of uh, moves you have to do within this like kind of square a set number of movements you have to do with your horse and it shows that you and your horse are in sync and you have control over your horse so it's like you make them prance sideways you make them like walk with their hooves in certain time um and then and then on top of that in the olympics there's also something called freestyle where you like choreograph a routine with your horse to music so um you might have seen like a uh, TikTok of this uh, American yes. equestrian, yes, doing her horse dancing to like techno music, EDM, yes. and it's like yes. honestly amazing. Like it's so great. Um, I think you sent yeah, that to me, right? I think you sent that to me. If if you are interested in looking that up, there are many videos for you. It is wet and wild, crazy fun for horses. Um, and so a little bit about the history of this sport. It was first introduced into the ancient Olympic Games in 1680. Um, and the aim of it is to show your control over the horse and how well you train them. Uh, the word comes from the French word dresseur, which means to train. Um, it basically was first developed as a way to kind of hone your horse for battle. 
So it shows that the better you train your horse, the better they'll respond to you in battle. So if they can like understand your movements, they're gonna be able to understand you in like the chaos of battle better. Um, so that's a bit about dressage, which is just a fun word to say. And also just like a, it's one of those sports that you're like, how did you get into this? Like when as a child do you decide that you wanna be into dressage? Like it's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my dad sent me a text that Mel Brooks wrote a memoir and I gotta read that because one of my yeah. podcast topics are like the history of Mel Brooks and how he changed television. Yes. And, whoa, good text dad. Definitely. Shout out to my dad. Good All right, text, taking my dad. notes, continue. All right, so the second sport is canoe slalom and I have um, less notes about this, but it is also just like a wet, a wild sport to watch. So um Basically what a canoe slalom is, is if you're familiar with skiing, in skiing there is something called a slalom where you have gates on a slope. And the goal is you're going super fast downhill, but you have to navigate your way through each goal and you can't crash into it and you can't go off of the course. Um, so canoe slalom is the same, but you are in a uh, white water or artificially created white water environment and the super tight turns and there's also rapids and all of this, and you're in a, a kayak, like a tiny little kayak that you're paddling on your own, and you're going down this whitewater course, and you have to like navigate yourself in tight turns around, and they do it in like 30 seconds, like, it's amazing, it just is so cool, that it originally made its Olympic uh, debut at the 1972 Games, um, but then it wasn't included again until 1992, so the way that the Olympics works when it comes to sports is that there are certain core sports that you have to have at every Olympics, but then there are peripheral sports that you, the host country can choose whether or not they want to include. Um, oh my God. If they want to build the course for it or whatever. So softball for some reason was not included for 13 years, softball and baseball, but they were included in this past, this current Olympics. Um, and, but they won't be at Paris. So it's odd that way. Um, yeah. So it originated in Switzerland. It was the development of the sport was set back by World War II. Um, it's called the canoe, but they use kayaks. And yeah, and then again, it's like the ski slalom, but for you're in a kayak and you're on white water. So that is my little lesson on the Olympic Games and two of my favorite weird sports. Um, you killed it. My thank you. You did a great job. Katie, my sister, I hope uh, you learned something. Listeners, let us know. Listener. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a few follow-up remarks and comments. Yes. Okay. Um, one remark that I was going to make that I thought was witty, and now after I wrote it down, not as witty. Um, you talked about dressage is like it's really all about like how well you can train your horse and I'm like if I were interrupting you I would say oh they should have a how to train train your dragon course or how to train your dragon part of the Olympics um yeah and I'm glad I didn't interrupt you to say that regret <laughs> just saying it now <clears throat> another one of those quips um was you were talking about you know how in sync your horse is with you and I said in sync the official band of dressage because I love sync. only recently am I able to be like Backstreet Boys are good too you know you, you can like both you can like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj 
You can yeah. like BSB and you can like NSYNC. Um, so you think now this is an actual question. So yeah. when you're talking about dressage and the like and horses being involved in the Olympics, you mentioned ancient Olympic games in like 1680. Um, earlier in our conversation, you said the first modern Olympics was 1898 around. What is the difference between yeah. 1896? You said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what is that difference between the ancient Olympic Games and modern Olympic Games? And what, yeah, if you know what was like the catalyst to cause the change? Great question. So um, the ancient games really is about was about exhibiting your devotion to the gods um, and to Zeus mm. particularly through um, feats of strength and athleticism. The modern Olympics is based off of that. Um, it was originally conceived to just be amateur um, athletes. And there was a whole big thing where um, up until like the 60s or 80s, really, it was just amateur athletes. And there was like, people were like, we don't have enough amateur athletes to compete in these sports. Like the professional athletes want to compete in them too. Yeah. And now it's mostly, now it's um, mostly college athletes or professional athletes or athletes that are at the senior level in their sport who then become professional athletes so um it's not really just like your average amateur joe that's out there doing this it's like now now that's why they're so good and they push by the keep breaking world records and if you look back at footage from like the 30s and 40s like what they're doing seems like peanuts to what they're doing now in the sports um and the reason that it was originally conceived in the in the 1800s 1890s um was a way of forming community through the world like a global community of, of sports um, which is still what the olympics represent is it's yes it's a competition but it's also about the world coming together to um share in friendship and togetherness and and participate in in sports and if you watch the games as much as i do the best thing to see is that you know the announcers love setting up these rivalry between these athletes like the the anchors, the sports anchors, but the athletes themselves, so much sportsmanship. They're fucking. Unless, unless, yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. Also, I got a little crush on Katie Ledecky, who's like this amazing swimmer. She's awesome. She's incredible. She's like the one of the best female swimmers that has ever lived. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. It sounds very crush worthy. What do you like better, winter or summer Olympics, and why? That's a great question. Growing up, I really only watched the Winter Olympics because I was at camp for two Summer Olympics. And in terms of weird sports, there are more weird sports in the Winter Olympics, um, like luge and uh, curling is the weirdest sport and all of that. Um, and I love figure skating. I love figure skating because I feel like as an ex-dancer I'm like I kind of know what you're doing like I kind of understand how you got your body in that position um and also I love snowboarding I love skiing like all that I think it's really cool like okay my favorite winter olympic sport is so weird it's called the biathlon and it's a mix of cross-country skiing and skeet shooting basically what it is is like you cross-country ski like some distance, I want to say like 25 kilometers, probably longer than that. And it's a race. 
And along this race route, you have to get down on your, with your cross country skis still attached, take the rifle from your back, shoot at a target, try to get the best shot that you can on the target, and then you get points for that. And then also complete the race. And there are like seven different spots where you can shoot. And so then you have to get up on your skis, which like, if you've ever been cross country skiing, it's impossible to get back up from cross country skis when you're down in the ground. Um, and then just like the fact that they do that and they also do it so fast. And it just is like that. I think that's maybe my favorite Olympic sport period. Like, it's just crazy. It's so weird. That concludes the educational part of this conversation. Yeah. And, and the podcast and cut. I had, I really have enjoyed myself. Yeah. This was is really fun. Hmm. Um, I would, I would love to keep talking unless you're like, okay, I want to be alone now. Yeah. Well, it is time for the Olympics. <laughs> go, 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 go. The end.